Yo, what up, squad? We're, we're out here in Pula, Croatia, and with uh, Gary Lim, Gavin Dantes, Sebastian, Yakir, and Rasmus, we're chilling. We just had a really deep conversation while we're chilling at a coffee shop or outside. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee. And we decided to bust out the mics, so here we are. Thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, man, it was just like, we're sitting here having the deepest conversation, blowing. Why not have the mics on so someone can be just sitting next to us here in the cafe in their mind, you yeah. know? It's I'm right always, there. something, right there, mm -hmm. you know? So for me, I'm always wanting to be that fly on the wall in these conversations. Mm -hmm. That's what I always used to be. I'm like, what if I could hang out with people who are building successful entrepreneurial businesses, people who are traveling the world, doing all these things I want. What if I could just be a part of their conversation, be that fly on the wall? So that's Yeah, what man. And we, we were touching about. on some really deep stuff there because they're like, Mind Valley just has closing ceremony. We've been out here for, for a month doing different classes and everything at Mind Valley University. And the founder of Mind Valley Vision just gave a really awesome closing ceremony for me, which was super inspiring, just kind of to see what his vision is for this company and how he wants to change the world through the workmanship within this company. And um, yeah, and I'm, I'm super, I'm super stoked and super pumped to like know dope ass dudes like you guys who can, we can collaborate with and work together to build something huge. Exactly. So. For me, what I really like about Mind Valley is the fact that the you know, vision, he knows what he really wants in his life and he built a company and a lifestyle that is in alignment with what he really wants, which is what I really respect in him because I see that in myself as well. I want to be able to get to that point in my life where I, okay, I have these values in mind, which is freedom, purpose, and empathy. And afterwards, it's building a business, building a lifestyle, building a relationship and having friends that is in alignment with that, you know, that particular values that I have. And what I really like about Vision is, you know, for him, it's unity and he built a lifestyle. You know, he's able to have like relationships and, you know, people around him that just is in alignment with the kind of person that he is. So I realized that to actually get to where he's at to where someone you know who is living very fulfilled and living like a very purposeful life is to firstly get clear on the values that you have in your life right get clear on the person that you are and the particular values that you are whether consciously or unconsciously embodying so for me i realized that everything in my life up to this point he has been trying to embody these three values which is number one you know trying to be more free in my life it's like okay cool why do you want to build a business why do you want to make more money because number one you probably want to have more freedom you want to be able to travel and you probably want to have more status i realized that for me i wanted to have more status and why do you want to have more status because you want to feel like you're enough you want to feel free you know everything comes back to freedom you want to be more free you want to be more yeah free in the world and why do you want to have purpose for me it's because i realized that Having purpose, especially as a man, and I'm pretty sure all of you guys resonate with, is when you have a sense of purpose, you have a sense of direction, and I probably like Gavin, you know, you are like so, when I look at you, I just feel like, man, this man's on a yeah. fucking mission. And it just made me realize that, wow, you know, that's the kind of place that I want to be at when I'm 28 years old, hopefully, you know, I want to feel like so grounded in myself. I want to mm -hmm. have like a sense of purpose, and it just resonates with me and my core. So Gavin, what do you feel about like, you know, whatever I just said? Yeah, man, well, 100%, <laughs> one thing you just said before was, you're so energized when you're on your purpose, right? Mm -hmm. There's this one quote that I always think about, which is, you're not too tired because you're doing too much. You're tired because you're doing too little of what actually lights you up. Right. You know, because I know when I do more of my purpose, I get more energy. And I know if I just work hard on something that is like against my values, even if I don't even work that hard on it, just a little, I start to get drained. And you see it on these guys like Gary Vee who are just like, Whoa! you know, they're so fueled exactly. all the time. And it's yeah. because they're fully in alignment with who they believe they are at least. And they feel that constant flow <laughs> of their purpose. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So yeah, purpose is though like, it's like an onion. You keep pulling, peeling back layer. I love layer that, man. I love that. I'm years old now. I've been trying to like move into this direction for the last you know, eight years. And every year you pull back more layers and some years you take like five steps back to take one step forward, you know, and it's just this constant process to find that core. Like what's that core? Uh, and now I've really felt like I've started to get closer oh, wow. and closer to that. And yeah, people will say that to me now. Your eyes are lit up. Exactly. That's what I feel in you. When I look at you, I'm just like, fuck. But it's a journey. Like it's not, you write down just, this is great. Start, you write down your values, write these, and you start to see more of what you want. You and can you feel, feel it too, more. man. You can feel that energy. Where does that energy lie? What is, what is filling up your cup and what ideas fill up your cup? Mm. Yeah, and it's a constant feedback loop. And then it speeds up, so I look at it like a pendulum. You like swing back and forth. Sometimes I swing over to the esoteric side with plant mm -hmm. medicine. Yeah. Sometimes I go into the super hardcore grounded marketing yep. side and just like uh, achieving in the physical. Yeah. And then that feedback loop goes faster and faster and the pendulum gets smaller and smaller. So you 
oscillating quicker and quicker in alignment with that goal. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like here, here, as you're moving forward, and then you're like. Mm. That's that a hard example to give for someone who wasn't watching. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. That's amazing. Um, one thing, I, maybe a perspective of age and all that, because I see you're quite young, man. Uh, and, yeah. and it's also what I hear a lot here in these conversations is a lot of fire. Yeah. Fire. Let's make, man, let's get that purpose out and like yeah. put things into the world. A lot of earth. A lot of earth, let's make it real and make feel that in the real world. And this is great, we have fire and what and earth, but that burns. I agree. <laughs> so for me, right, I've been on the other side the past few months. I've been like the guy who just fucking meditates, man. I just yeah. want to get high on life, bro. I went to the ayahuasca, ayahuasca exactly. retreat, cleanse out detox, feeling that love, man. And I realized that I've been in that space for way too long, man. I've been in that space for like the past six months. And right now I'm like, fuck, man. I'm feeling dead, but then something is missing. And I've been, you know, I listen to Buddha a lot and I love Buddha, right? Buddha is one of like my role models in my life. And he said that, you know, you can't go too much in like the spiritual world and you can't be too much in the material world. Like, well, you gotta find a balance between spirituality and the material, and that's where you find like true fulfillment. At least, like in his words, because for him, right, when he first started out in his own journey to enlightenment, right, he actually started out by you know being like a he went super hardcore, and the guy's insane. You know, he stripped himself off food, he was like a prince, and he just you know left his kingdom. You know, it's fucking mm -hmm. crazy level out everything he destroyed his whole identity and he went into this phase where he was really like you know seeking the truth and he became really skinny he said like he didn't eat for like you know i don't know how many days like didn't eat for like i don't know, like very eat very little became really skinny and he got to the point in his life where he just started to realize you know he said like he was one day he was hanging on a branch or something like that you know and he asked himself why is he fighting so hard you know why is he fighting so hard and why is he like wrestling so much with life and then he suddenly decided to just let go and then you know he was sitting on the tree under the tree and one day he was meditating and then he just poof, became enlightened i don't know how that happened for him then he came back to his you know he came back into that real world and then he was teaching people about okay cool the pathway to enlightenment right how to actually get there where uh, so I don't even know what enlightenment is but I feel like I kind of have a sense of what it is you know and he said that you can't actually be too much in like the spiritual because he realized that those people who are too much in the, like the woo like spiritual side of things they also kind of like they're just they're not there whereas people who are too much in the physical you also can't be too much in the physical so for me I really like what you said because it really like kind of pointed out me like uh, the kind of lifestyle that I want to live I don't want to live a world in like I don't want to live a lifestyle where I'm just like ah oh, you know super like fucking blah, blah. but I also want to you know freedom right I also want to be free you know kind of like letting like the family yeah, and also I think it's something really important to what you said about the fire as well. Because one one of my things that I haven't that I just am challenged by is the energy management as well. Because yes, yeah, like a super fired up, and sometimes it's just kind of like more swoozy and more slow, right? So managing that energy in an effective way to channel it into your purpose, so that you're not just exerting or exuding energy and dissipating away energy into nothingness, but actually like focusing that energy into your purpose and using that as a power of creation. And so, so for me, that that resonates what you're talking about, like just all the fire. Because I get super excited, and then I work, 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 and then you and get then burned burn out. out. Exactly, and you want to be in a place as well. So, my thing is like if you consider the four elements, and you know it's not new. They're like mm. being so. I whatever is ancient wisdom, I just try to pay attention to. Is air and water. And like water. I, I'm just yeah. putting here also some reflection. Mm. When you talk, you don't breathe much. Yeah, you're right. I don't because I'm so fucking excited you're, right now. Yeah, which is fine if you do that for two minutes, if mm. you do five minutes. But if you do that for a long time, you like air, man. Breathe. And then throw a bullet. But you know, instead of doing like you're, you're like, yeah, that's cool. You're like when you're at war, but we're like, we're not at war. Mm. It's fine. You have time. Like, there's no rush. There's no final destination to get to. I can't tell you what it is. It's death. Mm, I like that. Like, yeah, I like take that. Take your time to get yeah. there. So, and the thing is, and, and I'm not saying that this attitude, this fire is wrong. I'm just saying, so for a long time, I was always thinking in terms of balance. You know, I would work eight months and takes four months off. But like when I'm saying off, is like I don't turn on internet. I'm just like, boom, offline. But it was not sustainable because then in September or October when I come back, I'm like, I have to... So you have to use a lot of energy to take the rocket up again. So now what I'm... A very wise friend of mine said, yeah, moving from balance to harmony. And balance yes. is like, you go left, you go right, you go left, you go right. 
and you try to find the center, but you never. Harmony is like, and if you talk about music, is when several notes are playing at the same time, yes. and together they sound symphony. Good. I get there. So the harmony is when you can be fire and water and air and earth at the same time with different proportion, but that in every second you make sure that you breathe, that you listen to your emotion, but you have the fire to also make it earth. You know, it's like you try to make sure that you have all mm. four elements. And you, and you choose your timeline. You choose your timeline. Even they're like, oh, I've been working like my ass off for two or three months. Now I've been booning, pushing, pushing, hustling, hustling. Now I'm taking two weeks off. I'm not shaking my phone. Yeah. Or what I've been doing, because I want to go away from my four-month holiday to have more like build my kingdom as I was sharing earlier. Yes. Practicing nano holidays. So nano holidays is as soon as I feel like, oh, oh I just... I don't have to do a 30 minutes meditation, I just have to do one breath. Mm -hmm. But I want to feel the exact same state as if I was like laying for two weeks on the beach and I'm bored to death and mm -hmm. I really want to go back to work. Mm -hmm. I want to experience that in 30 seconds. That's my nano holidays. Mm -hmm. To go from the balance to harmony. Thank you. You saying that just made me realize that you're right, you know? I've been a lot of fire in the last two minutes. And right now I'm coming back to center. Mm. Breathing deeply and feeling like my fucking core, man. And thank you for that. Mm. And, and, yeah. and just to finish on that, the challenge is to have all this fire. And we were sharing about that, but in one move. You know, I always have this image of martial arts. Yes. You know, do you really think like, do you find? No. And powerful, Lena. Uh, that's how I want to play though. <laughs> like, you know, it's a, like, it's like I stay still. Position. You stay still, and like the person in front of you is like, oh, I'm not getting close to that person because the other is like trying to threaten you. And like, mm. you're stillness because they know one move, they're on the floor. But you won't ever make that move because you know you can do it. Mm. And this is like this is like striking with purpose also and this is definitely an area for, for, for me where I struggle because like okay yes we have all this energy and like, I, I feel this energy you know talking about these things and boom 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 but when it comes down to the time where it's time to strike if you use all your energy up and like moving around like a crazy person which is what I do like if, I, if you see me play ultimate frisbee I'm the guy running around like a madman and that's just how I like to have all this energy and that's what I like to do is it with yeah. so being able to um, to be the alchemist, to be the shaman, and be, yeah. be the one who like can control that energy. When it's time to strike, boom, you strike with power and force. That's this. Yeah, it's this. interesting too because like there's, it's just good to bring as many perspectives to, to this as possible. Multiple perspectives is where wisdom comes from. It's not ever one perspective that's going to give you that wisdom mm -hmm. in life. So I do agree with the harmony and the, you know that way of thinking. And then I also just look at how you know the seasons work on the planet, right? Yeah. You have summer, you have spring, you have winter, you know? So there's also times where when he's in his pure fire for a while, that's actually could be great. And you don't mm. need that much. You just go, 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 go. But you also have to be very careful of reflecting on, is it too much? Is it, you know, where's that balance of pushing yourself just past your limit and not, not pushing yourself enough? Now, where's that, where's that harmony? Hmm. Because we got to plant these seeds and then we got to cultivate and then we start to, you know, bring in that harvest. And there's that cycle, the gestation period. And a lot of entrepreneurs, when we're doing this, we have a really hard time because, uh, or people starting out, you're working your ass off, but there's this lag time of results. So you think like, well, I'm putting in all this work, but where's the money and where's this? But the, that's coming based off of your behaviors, your habits, your network and all of this. So anyways. So I've, to bring been that think, perspective. I've been thinking a lot about this actual season cycle and I'm very strong into it. I, yeah. So I broke it down like summer is outward being, you know, you just like, yeah. you are like that. Then uh, fall is like inward doing. You're like, okay, let's do, let's do, let's do. And you, so that you can be in winter in your inward being. You're like meditate, you're more internal. Mm. And then spring, you're like outward doing. You're like, yeah, okay, fire, planting all the seeds. Really, yeah. But this is a very manly cycle. And it, as much as, as men, is relevant for us. Yeah. What I'm sharing is also having the feminine perspective, which is more the learner cycle. 
And I think it's the same cycle with these four seasons that you were sharing that could match the four elements, right? by a chance, mm. could also be implemented in a monthly basis. You have your week in summer where you're also fire, you're fire, fire, and then you can have fire water or fire air in summer. Mm. And I have had that, I don't know about you, but I had a week where we did four workshops in a, four workshops in a row, where we were full fire. The next week I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm just like receiving. I love it, man. And, and then bringing that cycle also to your daily and I think also we could you could have that cycle hourly not as present obviously you're a man you will have a stronger yearly cycle than monthly cycle mm-hmm. but it's just playing with the whole flow and to kind of end on that right so for me you know I like to make sure that I have a morning routine and a night routine so my morning routine every day when I wake up I make sure that I never check my phone I never check my emails my whatsapp none of that the first 30 minutes of day I spend meditating putting myself in a center, getting grounded and really getting in touch with, okay, what is the best possible person that I can be today? Who is the ideal Gary that I want to be today? And once I kind of like have a sense of that, then the next step is in a way also like, okay, cool. What are the actions that I need to take today to get to where I want to, to get to where I want to be? And then at night, what I always like to do is, you know, before I sleep, I actually make sure that I just like, you know, just fucking like let it go of the day because I realized that for me, there are many times, you know, when I go to sleep with, say, for example, like regret, oh my God, you know, the other day I should have done that, I should have done this, and I might have some, you know, guilt over like something I've done or something I've not done. So I realized that if I can let go and put myself in a state of optimal mental clarity at night, I'm going to wake up feeling a lot more refreshed, a lot more energized, and I realized that in the morning and in the night, it's when you can truly reprogram your subconscious brain mm. to be able to tap into the states of consciousness which you either want to be in. Because at night is when you are, your brain waves go from like, I don't know what, some alpha to, yeah, you know, to, to the data state, which is where you really reprogram your subconscious brain. So it's really, really important for, you know, you guys who are listening out there to have a very strict morning routine and to have a very strict night routine where you're constantly putting yourself in a state which you want to experience. So for example, for me, what I like to do you know, in the past is before I sleep, just feel my heart and feel the gratitude that you have for the world. Feel the gratitude that you have for the world, for your life, for your relationships, for everything that you have in your life. And imagine the future that you want to create, right? Feel your heart because your heart is where, your heart has 10,000 more neurons than your brain has. So your heart, is, your heart knows more than what you know. Your gut knows a lot more than what you know because, because of whatever reason, right? So when you get into that space, when you wake up, most of the time you're gonna feel a lot more energized. You're gonna feel really like ready and you're gonna be in a more like higher state of consciousness. And then in the morning as well, you gotta really take care of your mental health. Put yourself in the state where we wanna ideally be in because it's gonna result in how you actually feel during the day and how you actually feel during the day. It's gonna result in the future that you're gonna create. So yeah, that's just my take on, you know, having like a morning routine, night routine, to integrate the feminine and the masculine, right? To integrate to, yeah, to feel like a more, like, yeah, whole human being. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's good. I, I, I like the idea of microcosms as well. It's just for, I, I find this to be an area, for, for me personally, of, of challenge for sure. So I really appreciate all your kind of perspectives on this. And like one of the one of the elders I hung out with in, in Thailand, he was talking about just like the cycles of the moon as well. So you also have the moon, you know, the moon goes to its fullness and back to its emptiness. And that's just like kind of like the symbology of us as human beings within our microcosm is, are represented all around us. So you can see in the seasons, you can see in the moon, you can all the, the cycles rhythms, of the moon. circadian rhythm, all tradium rhythm. There's mm. so many rhythms constantly happening around yeah. us. And we're trying to dance against the rhythm you know exactly. it, yeah. it looks you so, ugly you're so right about this <laughs> it looks ugly you're so right and this is why the two things that i study most are universal law and evolutionary psychology because i'm trying to align myself with these things because our brains are already working certain ways and we can utilize those things to really help us and not be used against us right uh, mm-hmm. we become the master versus the slave and then we align with universal law because there's a lot of laws within the universe that people fight against based off of metaphors, analogies, stories passed down from generation to generation. So, you know, you learn certain things from your parents, so you believe it as truth. Society all believes something, so you believe it as truth. Because enough people all believe in the same thing, it becomes a truth in their minds, but not necessarily necessarily a truth in reality. Now, what if we were to, like, go down to base level fundamental physics and ask ourselves if that's a truth or not? 
Well, then that gives us a better foundation to build from. So we go into all these laws like cause and effect and polarity and mentalism, and you start to realize, wow, there are laws to this that are governing. That's why I can go to McDonald's and eat unhealthy food and not exercise, and I get very overweight versus if I eat healthier foods and exercise, I start getting fit and healthy. So, oh, okay, what are all the other laws that are governing us? How can I learn those? How can I align with them while also speaking about this art of life? Because... Just because you know the data and you know how things work and within like the laws doesn't mean you know how to live artfully, you know? You can actually be very miserable knowing all of that stuff. So how do you align the science with the art of living? So you're like painting and, ex and having this flow, this femininity to your way of being versus just A to B, A to B, A to B, which is a lot of us we've been taught as a masculine. Right. So... No, I, I truly believe that the best way to learn is to experience. So now we're talking about bringing some femininity, maybe abroad that, but in the harmony. But what if we just experience it right now? What if right now, instead of talking about, yeah, let's tune into our intuition, and mm -hmm. because there's data that proves that we can tune into our intuition and do it from a feminine approach. And I, and I agree with that. Uh, I've... I've gotten to a point where I feel like I can do it at the same time. So I can tune in and feel it as I talk about it. Or like people say, why are you always doing Instagram stories? Why don't you just be in the now? I'm like, I'm being in the now doing the Instagram story. So it doesn't mean because I'm enjoying this process of recording the moment and I'm present with it and I'm actually excited about it. So mm. I'm not just sitting there. You but know, you're a very present person. Yes. And I don't... I'm not sure if this is the case for everyone. It's and not. I know you're like where, where you're coming from. Level, yeah. But I'm saying, you know, mm. mean people where they're at. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, they don't understand that second part. Because we live in an education, a school that is designed for the brain. Fantastic. You know, it's designed for understanding logics, it's data. We're, we're a number, like we're in the era where quantity leads but where at the same time as quantity is going is you know like with IA and the quantic computers yeah. like we're, we're getting to a point yeah. where like the quantities we're reaching yeah. are almost infinite but as we get closer to that infinity we realize we won't reach infinity by doing additions so that's why mm -hmm. I believe we tune in so much now we're like okay we've send the car 200,000 million miles an hour to get to get there yes. but at the same time we realize we won't ever get there with that tool yes so obviously it's and I think that's a thought of thinking of the mental or the ego as a, the most power like your servant yeah right and I truly believe in the power of explaining all these things with data because it helps to talk to people that are more mental but also we are all mental yes. so it talks to my mental part when I have trips let's call them that where I just enter a complete presence then I go to quantum physics I go to all this data but again we're still talking about it so I what I want to do is right now and if you're listening or watching this is take a moment to be and the best way I know to go to being versus doing, at least the most efficient one, is to slow the fuck down. If you look at all the practices, they're like meditation, breathing, all these. The main thing they take you to do is slow the fuck down. Mm. Not because you cannot run fast as you were sharing and still be in that presence but just because it's so much harder to be present when you're running so here, here here's an interesting I love all these conversations because there's so much nuance and there's there's so much nuance to this conversation and there's so much truth to what you're saying and then from the uh, other perspective I remember when I had my first meditation coach see an amazing amazing guy and he asked me he's like when do you feel the most present like one of those times you feel the most present and uh, actually asked me first like what do you like to do like and I was like soccer and these different things I just you know I love it and I was like when I'm playing football I'm playing soccer mm -hmm. I feel the most present because everything else else tunes out 
and I get into my flow state and I'm just there. I'm not thinking about anything else but being just, just there. No, nothing so else matters in that moment. It's my form of meditation, which is the running hard and the playing hard and the mm-hmm. working hard and the breathing hard and the, you know, get it going into a tackle where you can like basically just get crushed. So you have to be so present in these mm-hmm. moments. Uh, but then he was like, yeah, okay. That's when you feel the presence, right? It's like, have you ever thought that you could have that by slowing down? Like you said, mm-hmm. do you ever think that you could feel those same feelings by being in flow state in a meditation and just a moment of calmness? Like you said, I'm going to take my mini vacation or what was it, nano vacation? Nano. Can you can you feel that same thing in there? He's like, the, the reason why you love the football is because you get to feel presence and you get to feel that moment of, that's what it is for you because it's tuning the rest of the world out for that moment. So what you're saying is extremely true, and it, but it takes time to... Uh, learn to slow down and learn to experience that moment not in boredom I think a lot of people experience it as boredom no. you know I, <laughs> I don't I don't think it's boredom I think it's manifest as boredom yeah but what do you manifest what the truth is because I I one 90% of my job is to bring people there mm. it's fear oh absolutely once when you do you're like I'm fine. I'm a doer. I exist because I do. Once you stop doing and you are just being, you're like, who the fuck am I? You start facing this mirror. Like, that's why meditation is scary because you're alone with your thoughts. And when you're gone with your thoughts, you're alone with your emotions. When you're alone with, without the emotion, you're alone with nothingness. And that's like, you're like, fuck, I don't exist. Maybe we're going to be too far right now, but... The, the, no, just, uh, I, find, I, I find this very fascinating because like, I, I've been through long meditations where to the point where I would get claustrophobic in my own mind because like, it's all about that... In my, in my natural state of being is that doing, 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 yes. doing. And when I take away that doing and just yeah. sit in the presence, my brain just starts going crazy with the doing and the potentiality of doing. And now it's like, okay, what can we do? And it's like, boom, 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 boom. So when I have to slow it down, it, it can be very, very, very challenging, like especially in longer meditations. My, my, you know, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sebastian, I really like what you're saying because I had multiple experiences in my life where I just realized when you just see yourself for, you know, who you really are, you know, when you experience God, when you experience one, whatever you call it. And it's interesting, right? Because I realized that so many of us, we do things in the external world to run away from the things which we don't want to see in ourselves, to run away from our fears, to run away from the shit that we're hiding within ourselves. Everything that we do, a lot of the things that we do, we are actually in reaction to the things that we don't want to see in ourselves. And I realized that, you know, once you can actually truly let go, for me, I'd say, I would say that I'm still not there. I'm not at a place where I am truly, you know, free from all my fears. I still have a lot of fears that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis, but I kind of have a glimpse of, you know, once we can truly allow ourselves to just be, like you said, and to really sip into the presence where you're not trying to do anything, you're not trying to be someone where you truly see yourself for who you really are, the, the God inside of you, the soul inside of you, it's just fucking bliss, man. It's just fucking peace beyond any fucking... Dude, I, I can't fucking... After the ayahuasca retreat, I remember I had this moment where I feel so whole and so complete and I was just like smiling. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I never felt so happy in my life and I'm not doing anything. I'm not running away from anything. I'm just here in a present moment and the bliss is just flowing through my body. I'm like, what is going on? This is really weird. And then I realized that, okay, cool. Right now, I'm back in my normal state. How can I unpack every single day? How can I learn the lessons that I need to learn every single day so that I can reach that state of being when I'm just feeling so fucking, you know, like blissful at every single like phase of my life, in single, single moment of my life. And I still haven't quite got the answer to how to actually get there yet, but I feel like I'm getting closer every single day, which is what makes me feel happy. Yeah. Random thoughts, man. So, no, beautiful. And I, I embrace that. It's, it's a journey. It's not like a... Boom, like and that. you experience it once, and you experience it forever. Actually, I think, I truly believe it would be boring. Yes, it would I be, do agree. Like a part of it is one hundred percent. A part yes. of the, I, the part, the meaning of the experience is the experience. You know, mm. it's like why life because life. Mm. Like what? Because to experience it, to learn, and to see it from so many perspectives and beingness, yeah. right? You, yeah. But now, what I want to challenge you guys with, if you're up for a challenge, uh, let's go. I invited you for a second to slow down. Mm-hmm. 
And we kind of like went from 100 to 60, we eat 50, and we're like, okay, let's meet up again. And, and then we talk again about slowing down. You talk about this experience and your light, your eyes lit up when you're thinking about what you experience in this ayahuasca or after this state. What about right now? What is preventing us from experiencing it right now? Is it because it's, it is recording? And now we're thinking, what if it were silent for two minutes? Why not 10 on a podcast and think, this is awesome. There's nothing we have to say to make this awesome. Because now you're losing this silence and you're saying to your audience, it is okay. Look, I'm doing it. So this reminds me of Waking Life, an amazing movie. What we just had there is what they call the holy moment. The holy moment is when you actually stop and be present with each other without the words. And anyone who is listening right now, I'm sure actually felt that holy moment because they could hear the birds or they could hear the little bit of things around. They could just be here now without that fire. And now even how my voice is gone, my voice is slowed down to that place versus blah, 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 let's get, let's go, let's go, let's go, right? Which we all have too. It's exciting. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's you fun. Know? But then... Whew. It's learning to play scales mm. of music. And you know, it's, you're, you're a very good heavy metal player if you know how to play classical music. Mm. Because you can add this thing. Yeah. Which is not just noise, because the fire can become noise. Well used fire, this is your sniper. Boom, everywhere. And, and I say that, you know, we all say, speak for ourselves. The reason I'm sharing this thing is because I want to become, and I'm on the process of becoming, I'm a speaker. Yeah. Where I thrive is on the stage or facilitating workshops. And I'm learning and learning and practicing to speak much less mm. listen much more you know there's this this i don't know why this came up but there's an amazing youtube video i saw and it was in a church and this guy in the front row was asked to sing a certain song because he the preacher said this guy's voice is amazing you have to listen to him the guy gets up to the mic and he starts singing and there's something missing like his voice is amazing don't get me wrong but you're not in rapture by it and present and then the preacher says, I want you to think of like this moment in your life. What's going on or what's happening? He's like, well, my brother is in prison. I miss him. And he starts like feeling so deep for his brother. He gets so present in the moment. And then he sings that same song. And it comes out of him with soul. And because he got present to that moment, tuned in. And then this just blasted through them and everyone in the audience, they had tears rolling down their face. They were just same song, same man, different scale, different vibration, different embodiment, different vibration. Oh my God, it was just incredible. I believe in what you say. If you're just playing heavy metal to play heavy metal, you don't have that scale. What if you bring that classical to that? How can you bring a feminine flow to heavy metal, you know? But you can. And Juan Pablo was all about that. Mm -hmm. like, and I know all of you love Juan Pablo. He was all, let's go masculine, and then release. Yes. So that you can have the power, outer power, inner peace. Mm -hmm. I believe in that, absolutely. And this is, a, this is the art of life, right? There's an art to this. It's not a, you just get it. There's an embodiment that takes time. It's the journey. And these conversations are amazing because it's not, this wasn't just a conversation. This was a ceremony. Yeah. Wow. 
for real. You took part of it, you <laughs> No, exactly. A conversation is just words. You know, this is like a, a transformational experience for everyone listening, for each one of us, because each one of us learned something, each one of us gathered something more, each one of us embodied something a little bit different. Yeah, man, and, and this, I, for me this is beautiful, because this is also a lot of what I've been working through in the podcast and in regular life, like the, these energetics and this kind of system of energy maintenance and mm. kind of, yeah, so being able to just discuss this from so many different perspectives is really, really beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of feel like, you know, if you really look at the meaning of life, you realize that there's actually no meaning in life. We create the meanings that we want to give to life, right? Meaning is meaning in and of itself is a human-created concept. Exactly. But we are part of the universe, so it's a universal-created concept. It's, it's, it's a woken-up human-created concept. So it's like we woke. We we woke up to the fact that we're awake. We're aware that we're aware that we're aware. We're thinking about the fact that we're thinking that we're thinking about not thinking about thinking. You know, you can go wherever you want with it. Uh, it's never ending. The levels of layers deep you can go meta on any topic on anything. But either way, it's just us waking up to what already is. You know, and and what do you think? What we already is possibilities. possibilities. Literally infinite within the laws of the universe. Everything is infinite. And maybe beyond that, but we don't know that at this point. I, I feel like asking you something I've been asking a lot of people, and, and it's just very simple. I, actually, the exercise is simple, but the practice yeah. is what is life for you in one word? And I'll be more specific, you know, and just like if you had to describe life as an iced tea can, then maybe you have to explain why you mean that. But you know, what is, like, don't say life is good, life is beautiful. What is in one object or one concept? life for you you know i really like the question because that's a question that i've been asking myself because once you get to the root of that you get into everything that you are you get into how you actually experience life at the most core level and that's a very good question so why don't you start with for you first kevin because i'm still kind of like so as you asked kind of figuring in my head so there's there's two things that will always come into my my mind with this and i was talking about one of them yesterday which is anytime in school when i was kind of asked a question like that my brain would immediately go to anything outside of it. I'd be like wanting to question the question of the question, right? <laughs> uh, because the question in and of itself, to me, I, is unanswerable. However, if I were to talk about it just from a standpoint of one word that I would use, is I would just say evolution. Mm. Yeah, it's a good one. It's just a never-ending process. Mm. It started and I off in one play, uh, at one point, and it just keeps evolving. Somehow the laws were set up from whoever set it up or whatever happened, and we're just going to keep moving. Whether this is the simulation where all we're doing is evolving as fast as possible so the machine can collect as much data as it can possibly <laughs> collect, which is more likely what it is than anything else, then so be it. But evolution is not going to stop within this universe. Um, yeah, play. I think play is the word that I would go to. Just because... At the end of the day, it's what everything is. It is the game of evolution, the game of growth. And as you guys said before, like about if everything were so easy, it'd be meaningless, or you, you, it wouldn't be fun because, and I, and I had this experience before um, in, in the plant medicine journey also, where I kind of saw how everything would be if everything were easy and just if you could access everything you wanted to access right then without any resistance at all, it would make everything pointless and boring. So it's just this game of, growing and learning and purging and growing again in these cycles and in these spirals just upwards and upwards and upwards towards our evolution what about you go for it okay so two things very interestingly is i use for a long time to say life is a game it's just a game you know you, you, you it's like mario bros and you you try the first time, you fall. If you remember the first level of Mario Bros. 1, maybe you're too young to have played that one. <laughs> I played it. But it's like, you fall. The first thing you do when you play Mario Bros. Actually, no. The first there are bricks and you get onto this kind of strange mushroom and you die. And you play again. And you play again. And it's fun. If you win the first time, then the game is boring. Yeah, if you lose level. all the time, 
the game is not interesting. It's right. finding the right balance between the challenge and the enjoyment. But I kind of moved away from that definition, even though I live by that concept, mm -hmm. to the concept of a dance. A what? A dance. dance, which is dance. closer to what you're saying. It's mm -hmm. like particles and galaxies and couples and nations. They just dance. I just mm. see a dance of dancing and moving, and, <laughs> and I see it. I really see it multidimensionally in my mind. One thing is, I speak 12 languages, I'm obsessed with languages, yeah. and when I see, I think of languages, I just see them in space and time evolving and dancing and I love, blending. It and gives you such an amazing perspective to be able to see from all these. So I, I have this dance, but when you say devolution, something in me said, mm. and then it made me reflect on my dance. So mm. I would say on these two things, dance in, uh, or if dance of slash evolution, which because I think we relate on our game, which is the way you relate to the dance, are, the game is how we live life. The dance is how I observe life. You know, it's just movement. I don't judge it. But that was, the first thing that came to my mind is like, this is a very time-oriented perspective. You know, like, because we experience life through a timeline, we feel we're going through a timeline, we see a dance, we see a, an evolution. But I feel like, what if it was just a painting mm. that included all timeline? And I'm just, it's, it's something new that just popped in my mind when you were sharing that. It's mm. like, what if I would remove myself from the timeline? And I had actually this vision and it passed on after that. But I think that you guys would love that. So I was at, at this festival and this girl said, Randomly, we're talking about Matrix and all that, and she said, I think life is beyond space and time. And I've, when she said it, I felt like she's just saying words. She doesn't know what she means. But not to judge, it's just like she just like, it does, it's made, she didn't mean to the depth that I think that me, what that means. Because I instantly saw it. I was re reading Stephen, Haw um, Stephen Hawking, A Brief History of Space and Time, and that made sense to me. I saw death. Just for like, when she said that, I saw death. And it looked like a giant DVD. It's like the idea of, if it's beyond space and time, that means it has no space, no time. Or it has all spaces, all time. So it has the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. Are you still following yes. me on that? So it's a DVD. A DVD, you collapse a timeline. You actually collapse three dimensions. Uh, two, like that, the image and the time. So you have three dimensions collapsed into one line that is circling around the DVD. And so what I saw was like all dimensions together, where the time was collapsed into one still image, which is the Big Bang, the Big Crunch, or whatever, or the old dimension, and I saw that. Mm -hmm. It was very brief, but I felt like, so for me, if I had to say that now, I said, life is a giant DVD. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all space and time. If you look at the, if you know how to yeah. look at it, like through the perspective of a human being, you see, you see the timeline, but it's just one way of looking at the DVD. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, a, I, I, it's, it's I, almost I get impossible to explain that. with words, though, what yeah. you're saying, you know? It's, it's not. Yeah. The game is to try. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, I was looking at all the you game guys. Is to try, I love that. Okay, you know, on. I was looking at other guys' different perspective, and I was reflecting on mine, and I came to realize that I don't have a fixed perspective on life because I came to realize that life is whatever you make it to be. Life is a play. Life is evolution. What was the most empowering way to look at it? What was the most enjoyable way to look at it? Exactly. So I came to realize in the point in my life that you know. Every perspective is true and everyone is 100% right. There's literally no... Just to that. <laughs> but it's which perspective is going to be the one that makes you feel the most fulfilled, the most happy. And once you have that perspective, what's the next perspective that's going to make you get to the other stage where you're happy, where you're more fulfilled? And by me saying right now, it's a perspective that I have from a perspective that I have. You know, it's so fucking like mind-boggling. And I feel like life is just whatever you make it to be, you know. You can think that some enlightened beings, you know, they are up there in the mountains. They say that life is a dream. Juan Pablo, is that his name? The man who... Pablo? 
it's life is a cosmic joke that's what he says all the time and i believe that's what he believed on a very deep level life is a cosmic joke for him and that's how he experienced everything for some people life is hustling life is business life is taking it to the next level life is evolution but i realized that life is whatever you choose to make it to be at the current like phase of your life that you're running in you know you can choose to have any perspective of what life is so would you would then just life be choice wow i like that man yeah i kind of like that man Life is choice. So it yeah, a, life is a choice. I can choose to leave right now if I want to. I no, can choose to it, go it's, back. It's so interesting, right? Because people will say like, "Oh, the world's doing this to me," or, "Or I'm like the victim of this," or "I'm the victim wow. of that." But at the end of the day, we always get to choose our perspective. Like, no matter what situation is happening. So, the image I have, and that's actually my core values. Where you started sharing about your core values, is. Imagine that the, we're all sitting in a circle, or standing, it doesn't matter, and at the center there's a fire. Okay? That's an image, tribal image we all can all relate to. So now, now let's imagine that the center, the fire, is the whole universe. Okay? And the strange part of this fire, we're sitting in the fire, and we are the fire. We are a part of it. But let's go back to, let's stick to the idea that we're all sitting around the fire, to make it simple. And we all have a slightly different perspective on that fire. As human beings, that's exactly what it is. We see reality, life, the universe, however you want to call it. I don't care if there's, it's, this is stimulation. This is part of reality, even of the greater reality. So what we do, we have from our perspective, if we see life through our senses but from just one space-time point. You see it from here, now, from here, this position, based on all, also your timeline and all the evolution that brought to who you are today. So this unique perspective on this fire, which is very multi-dimensional, and when I say multi-dimensional, I'm just saying, like, there's the time, but there's the time of your family, all these things that I was sharing, the languages, the mix, the blend, there's the dimension of ideas, all this. We all look at the fire. And life, for me, is about just looking at the fire. Let's look at the fire from different perspectives. And to, because we're curious, and I believe the universe is curious, and we cannot go much around the circle, because it's a very big fucking circle. <laughs> it's like the fire, like you cannot go around the universe. The only way to gain perspective on what this fire is, is by asking others. What is your perspective on the fire? Mm. What is your perspective in the fire? And not only humans, please, be aware, ask a plant. I'm not saying that you will reply in plain English language. I'm just saying, what, if I was a plant right now, how would I feel? Mm -hmm. Like be a tree, you know, for me, the, the tree is a very hard one because you can't move. Mm. I'm a fucking nomad. <laughs> so embracing the perspective on the tree of like I will live my entire life where I was planted where my more than that where my seed fell where my seed fell and now I'm gonna serve the world from here you know? no from need here. to move and Never. we get to breathe that in every moment because that tree decided I'm gonna go right here or not even decided surrendered to it Fucking trees, man. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many perspectives, you know, that's like, we have like our perspective right now. And there's also fishes in the ocean that have their fish perspective. They're like, oh man, we have just, this is the ocean, it's everything that ever is, you know, yes. just swimming in there. And it is true. It yes. is 100% true. There's nothing wrong, you know, and that's the, and that's like the scary part, you know, it's like, oh my God, like, there's, life is literally whatever you choose to. Make it to be. You literally have a choice right now. You're listening to this. You have a choice. If right now you are in a place in your life where you feel like you're unhappy, realize that you actually chose it. On an unconscious level, you actually chose this for your life because you chose to react to your life situation in a certain way, right? Get out of it, man. You know, if you're unhappy right now, realize that you chose your life and take full responsibility and ownership of it. And get out of there, man. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be unhappy. So, so there's a river. There's a ri life is, you're navigation down a river. And 
and you're faced with different options within this river, but you have to go with the flow of the river. But maybe there's a fork in, fork in the flow. And you have to decide which route to take. And this is all that I consider like the game of life to be. It's just this constant flow. You face your fears. You have the fears come up. You can choose to go through the fear with bravery. You can choose to, and, and bravery is not a trait in itself. It's just persistence in the face of fear. So when fear presents itself, you can choose the, the brave path to continue moving forwards through your fears towards your end goal. Or you can take a break and not go through it. Maybe you're not ready to face that fear yet. And I think when that happens, and I think how people achieve so much is just by taking that option to go through the fear as much as possible. Mm. And maybe, and I've had periods in my life where I've ran away from the fear many, many times. Yes. And I think that then I just take another side route that's going to bring me through another state of evolution that's going to grow me and adapt me and then I'll face that fear again and hopefully this time I can go through it with bravery. And I think the way to achieve so much, like you're 19 years old Gary, if you continue on the path that you're going and just face those fears head on like I know you will, the, the amount that you can achieve in your life is infinite. It's so, so much. Just because it's just, all it is is just you're going to go with the flow and life will present itself to you. And I was talking to a friend yesterday about the same thing and I, he said, I asked him how he achieved so much from such a young age. He said it was a bit of luck and I was like, dude, I don't think it's luck. Because life will present, its, present you with synchronicities and obstacles and options and you just have that ability to take that as you can to push through that kind of fear. I heard the best definition of luck that I embrace fully and I feel myself very lucky. Mm -hmm. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Yep. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Yeah, so, my, my aunt used to tell me that, man. I love that. So it's like, get prepared. And that's why visualization mm. are work. It's because you've rehearsed the situation. So when it, and I did that this morning. Just like, let's, let's bring numbers. Let's be masculine. I'll bring that now. Yes. You know, sales. So this morning I was facilitating a workshop about raising your fees, you know, 10x your fees. I've, I went in a year from 35 euros an hour to over 500 euros an hour, one year. Yeah. And I'm still on a progress, I'm aiming for 5,000, now I'm saying that aloud. I'm aiming for 5,000 in a year's time, yes. an hour. And, but the thing is, and I would ask people to do that, is, okay, what is the most uncomfortable price you can say that you can still believe? Let's say, like, don't say like, if you're charging for 100, don't say 10,000 euros an hour. You don't believe it. You wish, but you don't believe it. So you cannot tell it to me when I believe you. And then I was telling people, okay, now sell it to me. Whatever the price is, you know, make, it, make, make, make your offer. And I was pushing them to the point where they believed it. Because once they, and like, sense it, I don't believe you. Either you change your price or you change your yeah. inner feeling. It's infinite. Yeah, you choose how far you Where's can go. Where's the congruence? You know, yeah. mm -hmm. I don't want to push you to go to something that is irrelevant. I'm just saying, if you're charging, and let me make it round, you're charging 100 euros an hour now, good. You can really charge 102, right? You know, that's like, so let's try 120. How do you feel? And I feel like there's not much challenge. Then I would say 500, and you're like, <laughs> you, feel, you feel the person shrinking. They're like a part of them is like, I wish, but they're shrinking. So get to something you rehearse. And that's what I was doing this morning. And I invite everyone to do it. Like if you have sales, rehearse your calls. Tell about it. I'm projecting myself to 5,000 euros an hour by telling you, by telling you listening, by telling you, by telling you watching. Because I'm projecting myself. The moment I will say that to a client or I'm say, you know, that's my price. I will have done it 50,000 times and it will feel like, actually, I'm too cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to take one perspective on this because I love what you broke down there. It's really, really intelligent perspective. Uh, Richard Dawkins has this, this quote, which is, survival machines who learn through simulation are always one jump ahead of survival machines who only learn through overt trial and error. Meaning, those who hop in the flight simulator are off heck of a lot farther than the pilot who jumps in the plane for the first time and crashes and dies, you know? Because they can practice over and over. You can do the flight simulator for sales, and you can master it and embody it and all of it by the time you get on your call. The preparation meets opportunity, right? Uh, and then I'd bring a, a little bit of a different perspective to the luck because like, I believe in luck, but my definition of luck is just probability. Like, there's a probabilistic chance X can happen, but here's the Here's the situation. This is why the probability meets opportunity is actually the truth. Because you can win the lottery 
without preparation and without being ready for it. What happens to the majority of people who aren't ready to win the lottery? Squander that shit. They lose it all, but not only that, they get super high off of the win. They haven't worked on themselves. They haven't become the type of person who can handle that money. So not only do they not know how to handle it, they lose it all and end up in a worse situation than they were before, but Mm -hmm. it was lucky, right? Actually, that was unlucky to win the lottery, right? So the preparation meets opportunity is yes, the probability of these things happening are all there and that can be luck. But based off of where you are and where something meets you, that's where the opportunity is. Mm. So you don't want the money to come too fast in that situation if you're not ready for it, because now you've actually ruined your life more. But if you've been building yourself and you've built it over time, now you can handle that luck of that money coming, because now you have prepared for that opportunity. Uh, and I love how visualiz- visualization ties in this as well, because it's, I, I, I haven't taken that into practice as much as I could and I'm going to now. But it reminds me when I was like, probably the like super grounded people out there is like visualization, what kind of nonsense is that? When I was in like, when I was a kid playing baseball, like little league baseball, they'd always say, you know, just imagine the ball's hit to you and what are you gonna do? And know exactly what you're gonna do if the ball's hit to you. That's visualization, right? You're preparing, you're looking, you're looking at it, saying, okay, the ball's gonna come to me. What do I do? There's somebody on first base. Okay, so I'll throw it to second base. I'll do this. You know exactly what you're gonna do beforehand. So you're mentally prepared when these op- opportunities present themselves and you already know the possibilities that you're presented with. You know exactly what you'll do. I think that's just kind of a beautiful way to. Yes. And to kind of break it down, if you guys are actually wondering what's the science behind it, it's because our unconscious mind or the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's imagined in the head and what's actually real outside in the external reality. So whatever you actually really believe in your head and you really imagine it to be actually real, you actually experience it as a, as, a, as a reality, right? Because your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference. That's why visualization works so well and that's why it can actually help you get tangible and, you know, like real results in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring the woohoo here. I love it. <laughs> right, yes, do, please. Do. Let's do it, man. Yeah, yeah, great. You know, I, 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 that's great. And that's mm. a very important standpoint. But I will mm. take that further. What happens is when your brain okay. starts believing this is true and happening, it's, you just start feeling it. Yes. So a part of you f- no, starts creating the feeling. So now, let's call this feeling a note. You know, you have the note for anger, you have the note for joy, you have the note for despair, you have a note for whatever. What happens is, because of the visualization, if you do it well, and a lot of people just visualize, but they don't go into feeling what it would feel. Because we don't want a car, we don't want a house, we don't want to have a successful business. We want to have the feeling that it provides. I like that, I agree with you on that. So once you create the feelings, once you type in the visualization and you create that thing, you go to the feeling, you're like, is it really the feeling I want? That's the first step, because sometimes we're trying to go in detours of, instead of going straight to the feeling we want. And then we're feeling. Now I'm feeling whatever this image, whatever this visualization leads me to. That's why I, pe- I bring people to 100-year vis- uh, vision. I want, you not to your, I want you to have a visualization that goes beyond your lifetime to make sure that you're not focusing on meaningless goals. <laughs> And you go for the real feeling you want to have. Of course. (laughs) So now you're having this feeling. Mm. And you let it take over. You know, and if you do it well, you let it take over. You're like to to your tips of your fingers and toes. And you realize you're experiencing what you want to have in the future right now. And And now you can imagine. That is time traveling. Okay? Yeah. So now you feel as if you were there, but you're feeling it now. Let's say this is a C, you know, like in, in a music note, yeah, like these, for me it's inner peace. Whether the, when I go very far in my visualization, I don't care about success, I don't care about anything. If anything in my future doesn't bring me inner peace, I'm still in the process of finding inner peace. So now I find inner peace. What happens? I'm starting to pay attention to what does inner peace sounds like? What does it feels like? What does it look like? Because I've been starting to pay attention in what it feels inside. So if a situation provides me inner peace, I will like, start singing that note, these notes will start resonating. And now we kind of go back to physics. You know, you have, if there's a guitar there and I'm singing a perfect A, the A string will start moving. This is not magic, this is re- basic resonance. Mm-hmm. But imagine inside of you, you have a string for inner peace. Mm. 
and you know because of the visualization you now know what it sounds like and I'm putting co double quote here on sounding it, you know it feels you know it looks like now something next to you starts sounding like inner peace you're like oh where does that come from and this inner peace starts moving that's why here and a place like Mind Valley U, also in the energy is higher because you have a lot of people that resonate higher, shine higher their notes. You have Juan Pablo, he has a lot of inner peace, but that's, it shines also some other notes very strongly. So if you are attracted by that note, you're like, I need to talk yes. to that guy. Yes. And you start not deciding. I actually don't believe in free will, but that's another topic. You let yourself be pulled by your vision but that feeling because you know where you know you're like let go set the vision you know you're like you're, you're the captain of the boat you just say we're going that way and then you sit down and see if the wind uh, takes you there you relax yeah and then you can be you don't and have to do and that's such an interesting conversation with the free will because uh, neuroscientifically I agree uh, because it's proven however I still don't know what that actually means yet so I still don't know what level of that is actually truth but it's such an interesting so the way I say it is I don't believe in free will but I live my everyday life experiencing it yes love it it's beautiful so mm. I want to just I love what you said about the subconscious and conscious because you know in the matrix Morpheus is like if you're talking about real talking about the feelings and the experiences and the sounds and all that you're just talking about electrical signals being interpreted by your brain, you know? mm. which in visualization will be the exact same as in reality. Mm. And when you're talking about that guitar and that note and being able to experience that resonance on the inside through visualization, well now you can experience that real, all those feelings in your mind so you can become that resonance and live that resonance and then start to attract all those circumstances based off of that because the real in your mind is just as real as the now and you can create it and then you have that quantum understanding which is you have infinite possibilities in this infinite illusion of what you want to resonate and what feels deep in your heart soul and gut how can you resonate to that with harmony like you were talking about so you actually emit those frequencies to the world and then what happens three months ago I said I saw Juan Pablo I'm gonna meet this guy I want to you know this is someone I really want to learn from Show up at Mind Valley. You didn't know he was here. Juan Pablo's here. What do I say? I start visualizing myself, interviewing in the, him in the Coliseum. So I start resonating at a certain frequency that's going to match his frequency. Then I keep seeing him over and over. He resonates with me. I resonate with him because I've been I've been get embodying this. And then I do the podcast interview in the Coliseum with him yesterday because of the visualization process is resonating at that. He literally said that to me. It wasn't that you asked me to do the podcast, it was how you were re resonating when we spoke. That's why I said yes to this. So powerful. It's all vibration and frequency. And we can match this in our minds. I love it. everything you said about the strip. It's this is the science behind it. It's amazing. But that's where the free world conversation comes in. And really, that's where I get, really get tripped out. Why? Do we get so drawn to certain things? Why do we feel that experience or what people call confabulation? We experience the decision subconsciously and then we consciously become aware of the decision and then we confabulate a story of why we made a logical decision. So we're just telling us a, ourselves a story so we feel like we're in control of our decisions. But I feel like at the end of the day, to make you guys kind of like feel better about your life is do not believe in everything that we just spoke about because at the end of the day what really matters to you is how you feel about what we said if what we said made you feel depressed then you gotta kind of ask yourself you know what would you rather believe to be true because right now everything that we said is coming from our subjective truth right nobody actually knows like what the fuck is going on in this like fucking planet we are just like acting like we know we don't yeah. fucking know maybe, shit maybe man it's the resonation station you, you listen in you see what resonates with you, you fucking, exactly you if it doesn't you, help you if you, you feel you depressed because you're like oh my god what if i don't have control of my life is it like the matrix is it like i have something else controlling me i got a question about this so objective subjectivity like, uh, I live as if I know a lot of objective truths because then it grounds me in the ability to take action. Do I 
there's a possibility I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> However, I know like I can keep dropping this over and over and it's gonna keep falling, right? He's talking about his phone yet. You know, I'm talking about my phone, dropping my phone. This is gonna keep landing on the ground. And there's certain things that we learn that become predictable that you can like do over and over. Regardless whether you think this is gonna drop or not, it's still gonna drop. You know what I mean? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we can all have a different perspective whether it's gonna drop, but the one person who's like, no, it's not gonna drop is objectively wrong but that's a collective perspective that make reality as reality as it is i don't know if that makes sense it's a collective perspective of like you know okay cool this is how or things is it go. just how it is that's the question yeah guys i'm always asking myself philosophically guys we have to leave this one on a cliffhanger yeah so. <laughs> that's a good time to leave it oh, yes, man, uh, what, man what a <laughs> this dope is conversation boys yeah. this is the best pop-up podcast in all the pop-up podcasts yeah. so that was awesome man um one thing that we're gonna have to do before we all leave is i want to do like a mastermind like this for a podcast about how we're going to impact the world with collectively with our tribe and how we can see these things moving forward with the syndicate and i want to really mastermind on this on the podcast we can have this conversation before we all go what's the name of your podcast the gavin dante show freedom warriors freedom warriors baby first episode in the coliseum with wampa into the mic bro into the mic bro gary lim youtube don't yell at search for gary lim and you get the advice that you need if you're a millennial and you're thinking of running an online business, running an online e-commerce business, you want to travel the world. Yeah, yeah got all the tools for you, man. You want some step-by-steps about how to do e-commerce stuff? Exactly. Gary Lynch is the guy to talk to. And to help you become stronger way. and to help you become more fulfilled in your journey, in your life every single day, right? That's what I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mine is nuggets of wisdom. I don't publish often because nuggets of wisdom don't come to every day. <laughs> but I think this, this could be co-shared yes. in all our podcasts. I really believe in that and I'll definitely you know, do it. I, I, I think there was a lot there were a lot of nuggets of wisdom in the conversation. There was a lot for <laughs> Gavin Dante what's his name? <laughs> Freedom Warriors? Freedom, Freedom Warriors. Yeah. Warrior. yeah, there's like for everyone and, and you know it's there's no and, and I think it's important just on a side note is none of things belong to anyone here. If we can't have this conversation, it's because we're just inheriting conversation and wisdom, information, perspective from thousands of billions of years of evolution. You know, if it was not for the Big Bang, we would not be having. So think, watch this on Big Bang podcast. I don't know if where it is published, but if that makes sense. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's as uh, Gary was sharing. It's just like take whatever resonates and spread it forward. You know, shine whatever you take in. And I, I want, that's how I end all my podcasts, and I want maybe to bring that is don't listen to that. I don't care if you listen to this, I care if you act upon it. How can you make your life better by listening and embodying? I don't care if you listen. I want you to embody. I don't want you to meditate. I don't care about people who meditate. I want to see people that look like they meditate, even if they've never meditated in their life. <laughs> They're embodying it. The, the, I want you to shine whatever you can take from that, whatever nugget of wisdom you can take from this conversation. I want you to shine it out, whether it's slowing down or changing the perspective on free will. Whatever you take out from this, shine it out because other people need you to shine it out for them. So it's your responsibility. Go on and shine yeah. like a bright nugget. Over yeah, there. I love it. And remember right. that your, sorry, that's like kind of like standards. Your beliefs create your reality and just take whatever is true and whatever is going to help you. And yeah, I'll see you guys on the next one. Yep. See you, bye. Bum bum. All right, peace out, fam. You know, if you're fired up right now and you want to get and you want to join the tribe, reach out to us, man. We're taking we're taking some interns. We got like we're, we're we're growing the tribe. So if you're if you're fired right now, you're listening to the end of this, hit us up. We're out here.